Oh, hey. Didn't see you there. Uh, before today's episode begins, I just wanted to make a quick prelude to the uh, content of said episode. So it makes reference to a couple of websites, namely to my knowledge, co-fi.com forward slash phantasmal treasure, patreon.com forward slash phantasmal treasure, and phantasmal treasure.com. Of these three, the only one that is currently live is the Ko-Fi. The Patreon, we don't have any content on there, and we don't want to ask you to continue to support us on a monthly basis when you get nothing out of it. And the website itself is not made because websites are hard to make. Who knew? Not me. I don't know a lot of things. That's really all I have to say. Enjoy the today's episode, and I will see you in two weeks. everyone, and welcome to the Phantasmal Treasure Podcast, the only actual play podcast where the players die in nearly every combat. I say die, I mean they almost die. Uh, I am your game master and host, literally as I am hosting the server right now, uh, Rose, and I am joined here today by my two players. Uh, Ren, who are you and what do you play? My name is Ren, and I use they them pronouns, and I play Caritas and Numalthus. Alrighty, uh, Caritas is a summoner, and Numalthus is uh, an, a dragon. Uh, Tony, who do you play? What's up? My name's Tony D. Jace. I use a bunch of different names. I use all the pronouns. Um, I play Tessara, and I have a pet dragon named Ethi, who is a giant golden retriever. So technically green, but yes. Green retriever. <laughs> That's fair. Now, before we begin, we do have a few announcements to make. Firstly, as you can probably guess by the fact that only three of our lovely voices are present right now, and it is the second episode in a row in that one of the voices, Amber, has not joined us. She's dead. Amber is taking... yes. Uh, <laughs> Amber... <laughs> uh, she, her character died, so I just took her up behind the watershed and found it one thing led to another. Um, no. Uh, Amber is taking a leave of absence from the podcast. Um, we are all still on good terms. This was not done out of malicious intent or anything of the sort. Whether she's just super busy nowadays, so she decided to take a break for a while. We did discuss it, and we both agreed that ultimately it was probably the, the best thing to do. It sucks, but you know what? Life happens. Our second announcement is that a friend of the pod, more than a friend in some cases, <laughs> is going to be joining us after this episode. Oh, yeah, Ren and Tony are dating. Ren and, Ren and Karina are dating. Uh, we're still gonna have three players and all that, and when Amber comes back, we'll have four, like the stereotypical adventuring group. Thirdly, we now have a website. F- go to phantasmaltreasure.com and look around. By the time this episode comes out, our Patreon should be up and running, and our Ko-Fi is already up and running. If you want to throw us a few dollars, uh, please go to patreon.com forward slash phantasmaltreasure, or ko-fi.com forward slash phantasmaltreasure. Phantasmal Treasure. These links are also, of course, on our website if you so want to look around. And finally, if you like the podcast, tell your friends. Word of mouth is pretty important for uh, for podcasts, especially small, small podcasts like make ourselves. Make us famous. Yes, make us famous. I do. I demand it. <laughs> Give us all the money. Give us every single dollar you own. Hey, Rand, do you have any disposable income? 
Uh, why? <laughs> Our disposable income. No. Ah. My well, mom would be upset. We don't share a bank account. It's my bank account. Uh, no, but if you like the podcast, tell your friends. Word of mouth is very important for podcasts, especially small podcasts like ourselves. And it would really mean a lot to us if you could spread the word. Maybe one day we'll be famous. Does anyone else have anything they want to say? Money. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so, when last we left off, our heroes five-ish were still in the menagerie. Fresh off of subduing, I don't, I can't keep that up, of subduing Rusty the Rusta Monster, uh, they encountered Remy, a halfling zookeeper who was injured, but still stable, and rather distraught. The party learned that he, at least, knows nothing of why this happened, but does know that the head zookeeper and the veterinarian of the zoo have been missing for a week after slipping away for some alone time. Following that, they thoroughly beat down a snake and a strange horned rabbit on two separate occasions. They they weren't related. Uh, and now stand at a door, behind which is a mystery. Agents, what would you like to do? That's a door? Well, I guess yeah, we should probably knock door. on the door. It's cops, open up. Okay, are you sure you don't want to check it for nah. traps? But <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um... Go in, guns blazing. We could investigate the door. You knock on the door, it's a mimic. Roll for initiative. Knocking on the door, you hear some scuttling behind. Not like scuttling as in like, um, creatures, but scuttling as in like frightened people. Like, oh god. Uh, and then you hear a tentative voice call out, hello? Hi. Hi. Hello? Where are the police? Please, open up. <laughs> oh. Uh. Are you guys Gucci? <laughs> okay. Is there any problems here? Any illegal activities? We, we were Levi's. Not Gucci. We actually go to Old Navy. Old Navy's trash. Um, but... Fair. But, um, no. Where... You're the police? You're the edge watch? Yes. Uh... Oh, okay. Uh, let me just... Let me just unbarricade... Let's just... Hold on. Hold on a second. Um, you hear some... The unicorn rabbit is taken care of. We took care of the rabbit. What? Lala, the unicorn rabbit rabbit is taken care of. Took care... I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, dang. It's gone. Uh, listen. Some of them are gone. There are many creatures in this menagerie. Yeah. Um. No, we didn't kill not them. Not dead. No, no, no. They're just they're in barrels. Awake. They're not dead. Are they awake? They're awake. I said awake. No, they're not awake. They're what? in barrels. No, we put we put them away. No, we put them in barrels. They might be awake. I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> you really did stuff them in barrels. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Looking back on that, that's great. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, you hear, like, some dragging from behind the door, and, uh, the, after about a minute, the door opens. Uh, and inside, it is, when it opens, you feel kind of like a wave of heat, um, and if you walk in, it, you, it feels pretty warm, thanks to a large sto- stove in the northeastern cor- corner. Double doors leading out to the north and west, the north one is what that you just came through, have been barricaded with heavy pieces of wood stripped from a climbing structure shaped like a ju- uh, like a jungle tree. To the east, a, the bars of a large cage with back walls painted to resemble a jungle scene have been rusted through. To the south, several small glass containers contain snakes that hiss and lunge ineffectually at the glass. Mm. They're like regular vipers, you know what I mean? Like the garden the variety. Snakes. 
And let me actually show you guys the room. It kind of sounds like you're describing like a really uh, interesting rainforest cafe. Uh, it's actually what's known as the reptile room, which you see on a sign on the inside. When you come in, there are about eight people, a half dozen pe people that are just dressed in general clothing, and two people, a man and a woman, both hum both human, uh, dressed in sort of like the same thing that you saw Remy wearing. Do you leave New Mothis outside, Ren? Yeah. He's okay, little, I'm just gonna... He's a little mm, angry. Yeah. He's like, mm, okay. His voice changes episode <laughs> to episode. You've now he's slightly Russian. Uh, Ethy can't Aww. quite fit in the room. I'm gonna assume you leave Ethy outside too. Break through the door. If I can't quite, I mean, she definitely don't, can't. Don't actually. Like those. Yeah, no, 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 I know. No, I those. Know. She will crush people. She will crush people. You can't see it, but there are people in there. It's just they didn't get tokens because I'm dumb. Oh, so it's gonna move to Sorrow now. Ta da! Uh, Alio, of course, follows through, being strangely silent. Uh, Ethy is kind of <laughs> oh, like. Oh, he's baby. Uh, but she obliges. So inside are a half dozen uh, patrons, again, dressed in, like, generic clothing. And uh, two people dressed in... Remy's clothing. Well, not Remy's clothing, but yes. I'm going to show players again, because it's been a minute. Uh, just kind of, like, in uh, green clothing that has a KMM stitched into one of the lapels on the collar. Oh, Signified. which time you said Remy, I thought of the rat from Ratatouille. <laughs> Like, how are they dressed up like oh, that? Oh, Jesus Christ. It is canon. Remy is now Remy a rat folk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not true. Yes. Wait, hold on. Remy the rat folk bard. Uh, coming inside, you do see, like, those people. The six patrons kind of look nervously uh, at the door uh, because, you know, they were probably not expecting to be harassed slash attacked by animals. Oh, I thought you were about to say cops, and I was like, I don't remember doing that. Oh, yeah. Who? Not, not in this universe, but... No, we're, you know... <laughs> we're built <Yeah>. different. <laughs> the two patrons um, introduce themselves. Not the two patrons, the two zookeepers. Uh, I'm I'm Telemund, and... Uh, and I'm uh, Reza. I, I, don't, I don't know what... I don't know what happened. None of this would have happened if Mr. Knight was still here. Okay, is that a bit of background? Archibald, Archibald Knight, the halfling, obviously, who owns the place, obviously he owns it, it's Knight's Marvelous Menagerie, why would it, Why would someone named Knight not own it? Um, was carrying on a, a bit of, a bit of a, a, a bit of an affair. He, he had an affair with, um, min, 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 with Minera from the veterinarian. We, we, we didn't, we didn't care, it didn't, it didn't affect how they ran everything, and they're, they're mainly the bosses, so like, if they want to have some alone time, they can get some alone time, you know what I mean? But, they, they, they sipped off for a tryst a week ago, okay? Yeah, and, <laughs> they're gone. I, they haven't come back, to, I don't know if they've, if they've run off, I don't know if they, if something happened, they're just gone. Um, <laughs> Did you see them in relation with a old wizard whose name I can't remember. I can't remember either. I mean, Kamenlis? I don't know why I, named, why I know that name, but... Uh, <laughs> plot reasons. But for plot reasons, yeah. But no, um... I mean, everyone knows a wizard, right? They're not a dime a dozen, but they're... Yeah, he, he, like, has to be famous or something. But were they with him recently? I... Wizards don't really come here except as patrons. Uh, not, they usually don't have business dealings, but... Sometimes a witch will want a familiar of a sort, but 
usually the, the, the magic users that we interact with are more of the, the primal variety, like, like druids or that sort of thing. But... I see, I see. Yes. I don't know why they left us. Like, no, the whole... It was going all right before before now, but now the animals are all wild and they're, they're attacking people. Like, look over there! And then, like, you see, like, uh, one of the vipers in, like, the glass cages, again, like, just kind of... And smack <laughs> into the glass wall. That doesn't sound... That's not what a glass smack sounds like, but you know. No, that's so much funnier. Oh my god, just, just the vipers like, and then just yeah, they just jump, they just run to a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't our oh, fault. I don't. No, we we no know we know. It's your fault. Don't worry, we know we uh, we know it's not your fault. It's okay, bro. They're both kind of like obviously freaking out, and them being the authority figures in this situation, uh, the patrons are also kind of looking at each other like, yeah. No, but is it safe to leave? Um, can we just go? I want to. S- uh, okay. Well, I want to say uh, you can, uh, but don't think we've caught everything. We haven't cleared all the areas. Yeah. Is there a straight line or a curvy line <laughs> from here to the entrance? I want. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if they go up and then they go past the lake and then they go down, they yeah, should be fine. What if we were to, say, unbarricade this door? Well, I don't know if there's anything in those ca- ca- cart thingies Cards, I can those see. Are, those are carts. Um, no, there shouldn't, be, there shouldn't be any animals in the carts that's, like, where we live. That locked. Oh, see. Oh, so when we put a cockatrice in a cart, oh. that's where one of you guys live? They kind of look at each other. Uh, out of character, you did that way over oh. here, which is, um... Not in the menagerie, okay. just outside the menagerie. So it okay. probably wasn't like one of their parts. <laughs> he just put it in some hapless merchant's car. He's gonna open he's it up like, ah! and just be like, ah! Uh, but he's not gonna be screaming for long. He's oh. still be dead. <laughs> Can you walk with us? Can you please walk with us to the end? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. <laughs> Give us every yeah. single dollar you have and we'll do it. What? Yes. What, what's a dollar? <laughs> okay. So, I'm assuming Ren, you okay with this? Alior, for some reason, has been strangely silent the past co- uh, the past couple of about half an hour or so. Alior has just been zoning out the entire time, <laughs> just like staring ahead, like the fifty yard stare. Alior is just like <laughs> tripping balls, dude. Like Alior's pupils are like super wide. You look at them, they smell faintly of catnip. Some dude gave us some <laughs> to drink, and, and Alior hasn't been the same since. So, I'm assuming you escort the people out? Yep, we, we escort okay, them. Okay, they die on the way there. <laughs> they just get shot, like, with the sniper. <laughs> no, 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 no. Their hearts just explode and, like, an alien just bursts out. They're in the trees! Yeah, now's, now's the... Fun fact, this isn't, like, a police campaign. It's an alien campaign. Welcome back to Starfinder. <laughs> we are back. I once again a gay pirate. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of valid. <clears throat> That's kind of just how like exactly. life be. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta be a gay gotta pirate. Be a gay pirate. Yes. It's it's very therapeutic. Before you guys leave the gates, uh, one of the patrons, uh, another another human, um, says, "Agents, can I ask a favor?" Yeah, what's up? I wasn't the only one of my family to come in here. I don't know where my son is. Could you find him, please? Yeah, and his name. Uh, he, he's. <laughs> 
are, are you this guy's son? <laughs> no, please help. Parents. Die. No, but um, uh, he's well, uh, he's a a boy of no more than turning the page to figure out what he looks like. <laughs> Uh, I, even though I don't have art, I just want to, like, check to see what he looks like, because I, you know, for some reason I didn't think you guys would ask that. Listen, I might be stupid, but Ren isn't, so I'm offended on their behalf. I'm offended on the behalf of you think I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but my son is, hopefully still is, <laughs> seven years old. He's, he's a small boy, his name His is, is Jerov. Um, What's your last name? Uh... <laughs> Uh, Jarav Jones. It was not given in the book. Jarav Jones. Jarav John. 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 We're looking for Jarav. Jarav John. Jarav John. Okay, Jarav John. Yeah, I'm just sending you guys back to the beginning because that's you know where you are right now. With all the monsters we spawn. Oh, I put you guys on top of each other. Okay, so we're looking for a Jarav John who's small. Tessara, no! Oh god! Oh god! I made a mistake. Ethi mounted Tessara. I made, I made Ethi. Oh god! I made Tessara the mount instead of Ethi. A nine-foot reptile just stands on me. Okay, there we go. Okay, do you know what your son? Let's pretend that I'm blind, sir, and I know your son probably looks like you. But what do you look like? <laughs> Does he look like Remy the rat? Well, I, one might describe me with um, one might describe me as having short brown hair, uh, with blue eyes, uh, a little scrawnier. I have, uh, no, actually, no, I'm a little beefier because you know I have self confidence issues. Um, he's he himself is he's a little boy. Um, he's he's seven. He's. He has short brown hair, he's small. Skin color? Blue eyes, a charming <laughs> smile, piped out, he'll be smiling. Thank you. White. Wait, do you, does he mean like white or like Caucasian? <laughs> yes, he looks like a piece of printing paper. This is paper. a fantasy world, maybe people look like piece of paper. Hey man, I ain't judging, I'm a piece of wood. I'm a piece of wood, he's man. A <laughs> Let's assume... For the sake of brevity, and the fact that they didn't... <laughs> let's, okay, so let's assume for the sake of brevity that he gives you a description. Okay. I also, let's assume that if you find any human children or other ancestral uh, ancestry's children... We automatically that you well, save them. we haven't saved them yet, but we gotta know which parent <laughs> to return them to. Or if to kidnap them, honestly. You, you just mail them across the world. Ah, you belong in Osirian, the wait, land wait, of the wait, kings. Wait, wait, wait. What if, what if, what if Ethi like had a wagon attached to their tail, so they when like they like waddle, <laughs> they just I... carry a wagon of children along with them. <laughs> I love it and I hate it. Anyway, it's like the giant red wagon that used to be in the mall. <laughs> you know what? What I never did. What? Okay, now all of you have seen the inside of that building because you guys have actually been in there. Yay! That was that, the hyenas. The hyenas are here. Oh, what was in that build? Oh, Remy was in that. I building. just realized that you guys might think that was the um, the room that you wanted to go into. You know what I mean? So, agents, where would you like to go? Um, um we gotta go into that room we didn't go into. Very astute. But would uh, <laughs> uh, marching order? I feel like I should take up the back, right? Because I have a giant lizard. That's fair. 
I feel I should also be in the back because I'm already hurt and I have small health. Do you want to be behind uh, Ethy? Ethy will be your bodyguard. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm assuming Tessar. I'm assuming Tony, you're fine with that, considering you know. I am a tank. Uh, I'm gonna put Numathus and Aliara both like in front of Ethy. You know what I mean? Yep. And Aliara, of course, agrees with this position. With her glazed eyes. Um, <clears throat> with the oh god, that sounds a little sus. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to describe the room, but before we head on, would you guys? like to... Let me check your guys' skills. You're trained in medicine. Uh, I believe, uh, eat test, uh... Yes. Caritas is able to... Yeah, you have healer's tools, and you should be trained in, um... Yeah, you're trained in medicine. Would you like to try to heal people? Yes. Okay. kind of healed up a little bit because, you know, uh, everyone was kind of down and we didn't remember that we, we were down a lot, so we just did two medicine checks at Aliar, one on Aliar, one on Caritas, so both back up to full. Now, in this room, it is a ten foot wide hallway, which you are all in. Well, you know, you probably stepped in after looking and seeing that there was no en enemies. A ten foot wide hallway runs between doors to the east and west. To the north, a lattice of thick dark wood and a heavy wooden door separates the hallway from a tiled enclosure beyond, though the door hangs wide open. A wooden painting of Rusty the Rust Monster hangs on the wall to the south, and a plaque beneath it informs patrons of the exhibit's rules. Dried blood cakes the ground can I investigate in front of it? the door. Yes, you can. And trails away to the west. The the next door. Oh. So you would like to investigate the um, thing? I would like to investigate the thing. Can you see what the result uh, was? No, it's some question mark. Okay. Uh, the reason that is is because like a lot of checks are going to be secret, like investigating something. Well, it, it's blood. It's dried. That's about as much as you get. Tasty. Damn. <laughs> Seeing as no one's son is in here and there is one unexplored room in this entire map, uh... What would you guys like to do? I want to explore the unexplored room. Yeah, let's oh, do that. Oh, you want to just leave and leave the guy's son to die? Oh, wait, somebody's dying? What? I didn't say that. Wait, who's dying? Somebody's son? Wait, I thought we were... Wait, what... The, the whole his son? Yeah, but what if he's... You're looking for his son. No, well, we're also trying to clear the place out. What if he's in the unexplored room? That's the joke! <laughs> I didn't get it! <laughs> <laughs> I we know. I'm so confused. We are well aware. Uh, I'm assuming you guys open the door. Should we knock on it first? You can. You can have new mouths knock. You can have new mouths knock. You want to knock? Knock. They all knock on it. Well, okay. So does that mean you want to be in front? FBI, open up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll be in front. Or you want new mouths to do it? No, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take one for the team if thing goes wrong. Tesora, you reach out from over Ethy, like leaning out. Ethy kind of has to kneel a little bit because they are pretty big and you are less than big. Um, knocking on the door, you hear like a. <laughs> <laughs> You're a demon, is what I hear. Uh, and then you hear like a, a bit of a scuttling, and then the door doesn't open, but it sounds like something is trying to. It just slams into the door. What do you do? Uh. Slam the door back. Uh. Are you serious? <laughs> do you like. 
I don't. It wait. It's no, no, it's no, no, no. the door. You shut. said you knocked on the door, right? Yeah, I knocked on the door. And the door was closed. Uh huh. So when the creature slammed on the door, it's like it was trying to like bust oh, through but couldn't. I thought it like I thought it closed the door on us. <laughs> it knocked back. You thought it knocked back? Like knock knock. What if I knock? What if I knock back again? <laughs> it. Um. Like, do you wait like a second to do so, or do you um? Do you wait a second to do so, or do you just you know, do it immediately? I'm gonna do it immediately. <laughs> just as soon as it knocks back, I knock back. Again, another slam, and this time you faintly hear before behind the snarling, which again is like just happening. <laughs> uh, you faintly hear behind it. <laughs> it sounds like a child in danger. <laughs> Don't worry, small child. We are here to rescue you. What do you do? Uh, more banging on the door. Uh, so you, Ren, you basically try to comfort the child. Uh, the child just, you just, just, the sobbing intensifies. Oh, great. And the bang just keeps happening. But if you stay silent for a moment, like you don't knock on the door or say anything, the slamming stops. And then the creature, or, mm-hmm. you know, what you think is a creature, uh, it's, it's a contra, it move. You hear some more scuttling, this time like a creature, a, like a heavy creature, goes back, and it goes back to still snarling, but it's no longer slamming on the door. What do you guys do? Can, can I, what's, th- we should, hold on, no, no, what's the thing I can do? I can talk to animals, Oh right? god, I need to check something. Disney Princess. I don't even know if this is an animal. Oh, you know. Oh, that's, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Maybe it's an insect. Okay, so it is an animal. Okay. I thought it was going to be something different. Oh, are you actually weak? Huh. Well, nothing. Nothing about it being weak. So, Tessora, you hear the snarling, but you also understand what it means. Um, I don't have dialogue, but it is. It, this creature is angry. It is enraged. And it is... It is lonely. It is not having fun. Got it. And it is hungry. The vibe is off. And there is a delicious morsel just behind a clear wall that it can't open or melt. What the f*** is a morsel? I'm being serious. I don't know what that word means. A a delicious snack. Is it the the kid? It's not. Again, it's not (laughs) saying this is Jorva John. It's... It's more like there is a small, soft one. Like the ones it's stepping on and already tore into. What? It is a... (laughs) It's a creature behind... uh, What it's saying is that there is a creature behind a a clear, transparent wall... (laughs) Oh my god! ...that it wants to eat, but it can't... Is it the kid? Again, Tony... It's not saying this is a this is a seven year old boy five uh, three and a half foot tall uh, forty pounds. Uh, it, what it's saying it's it's not even talking to you. It's just hungry. And I will say this creature is more it's it's more enraged. There's no way for you to actually improve its attitude. If it sees you, it's it will. It won't attack you on sight, but if you do anything, it will. It will throw hands. Got it. It, Well, I... (laughs) It doesn't necessarily have hands. 
Oh, 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 really? But it's but but again, this creature, this 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 delicious, juicy. Stop describing. No, swear to God, Rose, stop describing a seven-year-old like that. That it once was behind, and it can't melt, and it's angry about this. <laughs> oh, so it's another rusty. What do you do? But the the rusty the rust rusty couldn't melt things though. It would rust things. So is it like? Actually, Tony, so, I like, will. Uh, do you want to do recall knowledge, Tony? It's an acid rusty. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Also, I forgot a rule, which I will talk about. Just remind me during the phantasmic office. Uh, you have no idea what this is. Fantastic. Um. Yep. Can I recall knowledge? I'm doing it for you. You have no idea what this is. Cool. Alright guys, let's bound in there and beat its butt and tie it up and put it in a barrel. It's your thing, boss. Okay, so let me just- <laughs> More barrels, yeah! To... Okay. Now let me just find the art for this while I show you guys. Okay, so you guys are gonna get the name of this regardless, regardless of what I do. So I'm just going to, uh, this is- This, uh, my, my fine friends, is what this boy looks like. Oh, what the- <laughs> Oh. <laughs> you can see why I I was I was confused about it. So do, 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 does anyone want to des- does anyone want to describe this for our listeners? It's like a slug, but with a tail. Okay, imagine okay, imagine a scorpion with, mixed with a tarantula and a worm. It's like a slug with a tail that goes like. up like a dog and goes wag, but it also has uh, wasp legs. Oh, I hate and that. And it also, you know, has a little bit of green drool coming uh, out of its mouth. I'm physically, like, twitching. This one, this oh, one also does have black foam like, uh, like, like <laughs> the other animals you have. It's probably it, acid. Thanks, I hate it. Don't be so- don't get so excited about it. I don't! <laughs> oh, it has little back ridges. <laughs> now, the doors, as you come in, you I notice like it. a couple of things. One. Does that creature? Two, the door on the other end is marked no entrance and is latched so as to be exit only. So even if you guys had gone around and tried to open up the other way, it wouldn't have gone. And then, low red glazed lanterns cast this room in crimson and shadow. On the northern half, a large pane of thick crystal walls off an enclosure of glazed tile, with a door of the same translucent material. Inside the exhibit, the walls, which are painted to resemble subterranean tunnels filled with giant arthropods, <laughs> like um, scorpions junk, have been scarred in long streaks as if dissolved by acid. Oh god. Oh boy. Oh boy. Actual. Real. Half dissolved humanoid corpses cover the floor of the observation (laughs) oh no inside the enclosure a small human child is weeping uncontrollably did you say mauled like is he injured no 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 bawling oh bawling you know he's shooting hoops (laughs) so everybody if you go to the top if you go to the top right, you'll see a thing that looks like two swords clash together. Uh, just click on that, and it'll be uh, combat time. I'm going to roll for initiative. Mm-hmm. Why are you marked as dead? <laughs> you are definitely... Already murdered. <laughs> Alrighty. Tassara, you are up first. What do you want to do? 
Okay. Um, doesn't- wait, Ethi is an acid dragon, right? Uh, I think poison. Poison. Could I poison it? Because I- I'm not gonna lie, I kinda want it dead. I hate that thing so much. So the way that you do that, um, is you would command Ethi to go forward, then you would command her to support you, and then you would punch it, and it puts acid okay, on it. Okay, I wanna do that. Not acid, poison. Poison. It puts poison on yeah, it, not acid. I, I wouldn't that. put acid on it. Okay, uh, that's the best strategy for- oh, I- oh, I put you in a wall. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> best strategy for a druid- you have a plus- you have a plus four to attack with these. Oh. Versus plus seven with your spells. I'll just do spells. With your spells, you won't be able to do the- That's fine. Great. I'll Love do, that. Okay, I'll so- I'll do the- f- are, what, what spell do you want to cast? I want to do Ray of Frost. Okay, so now roll the thing that says attack and Ray of Frost. Oh yeah, we have combat music. Simonscape. Shamelessly copying D20. Nah, but like Simonscape is good. Nine. I'm paying $12 a month for it. Well, uh, the nine does not hit. So that's a miss. You have one action left. What would you like to do? Um, can I do another spell? Most spells cost two actions. You could raise a shield. Uh, you could cast Guidance, which gives someone a plus one to something. But I will mention that's basically what Aliar does. I want to do a shield. How do I do a shield? Uh, you just raise a shield and you have a plus two to your armor class. I want to raise the shield. Yep, your armor class, which is currently 17, will become 12. Oh, not cool. <laughs> will become <laughs> 19. Oh, God. Uh, and, and then if you want to, you can block, uh, if you attack, uh, to reduce damage to you by three. Okay, next up is Aliara. So, I'm assuming you guys had weapons out, or mainly Aliara had a weapon out, because she is the only one with a weapon. Eliar was upset before she when she heard the thing, and but she was keeping it to herself she, because she was trying to be a little bit quiet so as not to like get the creature to bang against the door again and lose any element of surprise that they are that you might might still have. Now she is upset and angry. She raises her great axe above her head and yells, "Get that bastard!" and then. Giving guys, guys, essentially casting uh, Inspire Courage, which is a really good spell. Then she runs forward and just tries to cleave into this guy. For uh, a 16. What is your armor class, fair sir? That is a miss. So she runs up, sl- slashes at this dude, and it just kind of bounces off the side of it. It's not particularly built for dodging, but it doesn't need to with hide as thick as it's. Uh, next up is, ba-da-ba-ba. oh, would you look at that? That's my boy. My baby, baby boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, this might actually... We're just gonna get murked right off the bat. So, you know how this guy was snarling and out to saw you heard stuff about melting and junk, and <laughs> it has green stuff stripping from, it, from its mouth? <laughs> well, it... Turns uh, after your spell just whizzes off in the distance, and Aliara with her 16, uh, which by the way, we never said the numbers, so it was 7 and 16, uh, just bounces off the tide. It turns, and you hear dinner? And it rears back and spews acid. In a cone that takes all of you. Oh, yeah. Well, we are dead. It was a good run while it lasted. Good night, everybody. Make a reflex save. How do I do that? If you click your character, 
go up like where like Ray Frost was and you click re- uh, go to saves underneath that and go reflex. Like Alioa just now got in oh, uh, 22. You got a nat wh- what you get? 24. With a nat 20, so it's always a crit. Uh, yes. Uh, so what did you get, by the way, uh, Caritas? 10. Well, Numathus got 7, <laughs> so I feel better. We can die together. Well, Numathus <laughs> got a 7, but what was it on the die? A 1. Right, and Ethy got a 12. So, ch- this creature... Okay, if Ethy dies, is... I'm killing that thing on the spot. I do not care. Numathus and I are busy dying, don't worry. It's not... It Again, it looks like the other creature's... Not at peak capacity. The thing affecting its mind with, like, that that black foam, again, is not rendering it... It's interfering with the the spittle. Additionally, this creature looks a little stuffed. And looking down, I'm not going to describe it too much, but even with the melting, the bodies aren't necessarily all there. So that's going to be... Are you ki- <laughs> I'm mad. I'm so mad. Did you roll a one? Well, yes. <laughs> we got a, on 3d6, a one, a one, and a three. Thank God. I'm so mad. And it's 3d6 minus two. So, Numalthus and Caritas, you take ten. Numalthus just takes it full in the face. As an uh, as a summoner, when you and your idol on a cot in the same area of effect, you take the worst result. Or the best when it comes to healing. It's a whole thing. Basically, it's that way, like, in this instance, you wouldn't just straight up die. Thank God. Aliara, right next to it, also uh, does take five. Hisara, even the top Ethys, where you can't actually maneuver all that way, all that well, you manage to sort of, like, lean back, uh, and Ethy takes the brunt of it. Aww. You take nothing, but Ethy does take five. Ethy, baby. I mean, also, I will say, if... If this was a, um, a regular cre- creature of its type, Kiritas would have also critically failed. Uh, but again, it doesn't matter. But basically, it's a whole thing. Now, after spitting out and then just getting, like, three drops, that's uh, three drops of uh, liquid, it goes back down and looks kind of mad, and so it just Holy bites f- out at um, Aliara. Goodness gracious. That's a 19 on the die for a 20. For, sorry, for a 30, Aliara is going to take uh, 12 damage. Wow, that was... Wow, really? That was 1d8 plus 2 plus 1d6 times 2. That's that's unfortunate. It was a, it was a 3 and a 1 for 12 points of damage. She's still not great. In fact, one might call her unconscious. But, you know, I'm mad at my dice luck. I'll be mad as I kill you guys, okay? I thought we didn't want to die. Uh, well, usually you don't. Next up in the initiative order, Caritas and Numathis. So we're gonna act together, and can we get around Ethy? Yeah, you can always move through an ally space. Uh, we're gonna go around Ethy, and uh, we're gonna gonna um, do a nice bite. So, hon. So act together means you take one action and Numathus takes one action. Yeah. He can't take both actions. Oh yeah, so he can't walk? He can walk and you can like cast, say, um, Fear or Shattering Gem can, can or Ashen Splash um, okay, or so whatever. Okay, so is gonna daze but, and Numathus then he could bite. is gonna walk forward. Yes. 
Okay, so Numathus rushes forward after taking a blast of uh, acid to the face, like, ah! Numathus is angry. Ah, that's my voice now. My voice even changes in between uh, conversations. Just Bite it. Um, and Numathus is pissed. So, and, and then, uh, Caritas, like, kind of brings his hands together into the, into the shape of, like, a brain with, like, the two fists together, and then just opens them. Uh, this creature got a 21, but you still deal half damage, which is going to be... Better than nothing. Four. So it's going, so it's going to deal two damage to it. Uh, you still have one action left, which I'm assuming... Okay, Caritas, uh, Numathus is gonna bite, not Caritas. <laughs> yeah, New, Car- Numathus is sitting Screw there. Screw this wall. Is sitting there. Uh, I hate this wall. Yeah, uh, so go ahead and roll that attack. That one will hit. Yay, thank you. And then roll the damage button. It is actually going to be this plus one because of, um... Aldiaro. I believe the spell still lasts if you lock if you're not unconscious. Regardless, I am gonna give you guys every advantage you can get. Okay, so Numathus rushes in and then just like tears off a thing of the side, and the creature, unused to being hurt, especially after Aliara's great act just bounced off of it, recoils in pain. Next up is Tessara. Hold on, give me three seconds while I apply the the dying condition to uh, our friend. Oh man, I'm gonna feel so bad. Oh, by the way, she's dying too, because she died as the result of a critical failure. That was Numathus. Wait, no, she didn't. Sorry, she wasn't the one that critically failed. Oh, uh, I made a mistake. Uh, what'd you do? She's not dead. Oh? She's at 11. No, she's at, uh, 6. That's fine. Let me just turn her back the right way. My bad. Okay. She's alive and well, and that never happened. I forgot that she rolled a 22. For some reason, I thought she, criti- uh, she um, critically failed. Next up is Tessaro's turn. Okay. Can I shoot lightning at it again? Well, before you didn't shoot lightning, you shot... Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, I did the frost. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can do whatever and you I want, shoot. but... You could... Uh, you could. I want to do a lightning. You can do contra animal and just get, get, get a creature behind it. I can do that? Uh, yeah, we talked about I this. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I'm gonna conjure an animal behind it. Oh, I will say before you do that, that will take your entire turn to do. But the animal will immediately come into being and be able to act. Um, and on subsequent turns, you will have to spend an action to sustain it if you want it to keep existing. If that makes sense. Uh, if you don't, it just it just flitters away. It gets snapped. Well, by flitters away, I mean it, it dissolves. You, the the magical energy is no longer being used. But anyway. Uh, so will you still be using that spell now that you know like the downsides? Nah. Okay. I will say, in my in my opinion, summoning spells are pretty good, but like, I understand if you want to do like something different because that does take your entire turn and take actions on the on subsequent rounds to do things. Um, but anyway, what are you doing? I want to shoot it with lightning. Okay. Again, this one this one isn't a shoot. It's more of like you try to strike it with lightning and tries to get out of the way. But I, I it, it's the same thing. Lightning. So this dude is going to make a reflex save. Oh wow, a natural, a uh, natural thirty-four. Huh? <laughs> no, he got, he got, a, he got a nine. So that's going to be regular damage. Go ahead and roll that. Ooh. How much is it? Eight. Eight damage for for listeners at home. That is maximum damage on uh, electric arc, which is a. Commonly known as the most uh, of the most damaging cantrip because of its ability to hit two people at once. Uh, you still have one action left. What would you like to do? Um, can, wait. How injured is? Can I heal Ethy? 
Uh, Ethi is down five hit points. With your focus spell, I believe you can heal her by yeah, you can heal her by one d eight. Uh, so you'd probably heal her back up. To okay, four, I'll do that then. On average, okay. Go ahead and click the healing button, or roll a d- again. You can roll a d eight physical die. I don't care. I I don't think you guys are gonna cheat. So you reach down, touch e- uh, touch Ethi's um horn, and verdant green energy pours out of uh, from you into her, healing her for. Yay! Oh, she is back up to full. If you right-click her and put plus 7 in that green box that says 15, she will just go back up to 20. Now that's your turn. Now let's see whose turn it is. Oh, it's Aliara's. Now, Aliara, after just getting blasted in the face, is just like... (laughs) She, like, shakes herself off a little bit, like... "Uh, uh, uh." And then she is going to cast Command. She points at the, um, the creature and says... Flee. That's that's it in the chat, and he is going to make uh, a rip. Woo! It rolled. Let's call that uh, for hypothetical purposes a natural one. Uh, so you know, its eyes already kind of wild, just kind of still and glaze over. And now it's the creature's turn. It is. I actually did not expect it to critically fail. It is going to. The only way it can flee, because it has already tried the other door, and I don't believe it's t- super dumb. It's intelligence minus four. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> it's really stupid. We're just going to run here and just keep banging against the door. Um, yeah, and that that's its whole turn, because it critically failed. Wow, Aliara, with the critically fa- failing on spells, just took care of this fight, or took care of the last fight, and might take care of this one. Karitas. It's your turn. We're gonna act together, Numathus and I. I'm gonna daze again. And, and what is uh, Numathus gonna do? Numathus is gonna go forward and try to get to the flea weak thing. You point out at the creature, chant in tone, and it makes a will save. What is your will save, dear? That's a 15, which I think, which I believe is a failure, so that's going to deal four points of damage to it. Oh, by the oh, wait, um. Aliara will cast Inspire Courage beforehand, so it actually will deal um, additional one point of damage. Like, that's her third action. My bad, I forgot about it. And then I have one more action left. Yep. And Numathus is gonna bite. Roll the attack. This thing is cornered into the wall, but still, Numathus bites at it, and it's, it's a hard flesh, just he can't gain purchase. I hate how you describe everything. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Dude, the way you described the room was freaky, and I hate this stupid beast. Did I set I, the atmosphere? Uh-uh. Did I set the atmosphere? You didn't- no, you, what you said was uncomfortable. <laughs> That's what you it's said. It's supposed to oh, be uncomfortable. and by the way, I should mention, Numathus doesn't mind what he's walking into. <laughs> he's just vibing. we'll talk about it later. But Aliara is- she looks like she's going to be violently ill. Oh, T. Like, not mechanically, but, like, she looks like she wants to vomit real bad. <laughs> I mean, Numathus is an evil bastard, so he's like, ah, yeah, that's not... He's from Soviet Russia, and now he's not. My voice changes literally every time I open my mouth, because Rose has... Numathus is having a great time. My, my Rose has yet to figure out what my voice sounds like. But I really don't mind. I might take a nibble myself. No, Numathus, you won't. Eh... 
uh, next up is... Is it my boy? Oh, it's Tessara. I will say, this thing, even though, like, it's hard to hit it, it's not looking great. One might say if if it had um, points that could be hit, it might have three points that aren't hit yet. So it's bloody. <laughs> so you just hear really quietly in the background, like, really sad voice. It's bloody. Anyway, Tessara, your turn. Uh, I want to shoot it with lightning again. That's fair. It's going to make a reflex save. Uh, I don't think an 11 will succeed, oh. and don't even bother with the damage, it's unconscious. Yay! Now we tie it up. Throw it in the barrel. What if it melts the barrel? Gag it. Also, I will say the barrel is, like, not that big. Like, I don't mean those small barrels, but, like, <laughs> this creature is... What might call it voluptuous? I hate that sentence. Uh, <laughs> no, but what, it's, it's, a pretty, it's, it's a pretty big creature. The child has been crying this entire time. Oh my god. If I was in a fight and a child was just continuously crying, I would want to beat the child. I hate kids. We should make the child close their eyes and carry them out there. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, anyway, how about we don't beat children and instead take them out of the room of dead, decaying bodies? Not okay. Point of order. Yeah, let's scare let's the, the child out. Point of order, it hasn't been long enough for them to decay. I'm sorry, melting. Yeah, the blood isn't even dry. Does it want to ride on Ethy? I vote we do it not near Numathis. Yeah. Numathis, again, he's evil. It eats people now. <laughs> he won't eat people. Cause, just because I don't want to just be like, well, you wanted to play a, creature, a character that has a pet? Too bad! You know what I, mean? I know he won't eat the child, but I don't think the child will be comforted by his presence. <laughs> Speaking of, when the fight is over, he kind of like looks over at the door and kind of licks his lips a little. Numathus? Not like a sexy way. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant the child, and I'm like, what is the child licking his lips for? And you were like, is the child a demon? Can I can I try to comfort the child? Possibly. Uh, is the child a cannibal? You don't know. You, don't, you haven't asked. Uh, yeah. But you probably won't get a straight answer out of him. He's sobbing. Do you dismount DC beforehand? No, I'm gonna walk up to the sobbing child surrounded by corpses on a giant lizard. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he, you walk in. The child is, is, is still sobbing. R roll, what do you say to him? Uh, I didn't think I'd get this far. Uh, hi. No. <laughs> uh, what do I say to this child? Hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. They're there. Come with us. We'll 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 take you to your parents. Uh, me as Tony has a charisma score of negative three. <laughs> but, um, Do I really? <laughs> you, mm, you're damn close. Can Carrie trust Chai? I thought I was saying mouth and I was like, yes, absolutely. They're there. You still look quite delicious. Numathus can try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tassar walks in. Look, I looked at the child. The child is still there. <laughs> Darn kids. I'm saying that like out of character. I'm not saying that to the child's face. So, Caritas, you come in. We'll say the door is closed to the enclosure, and it, it looking in, there is a bone. There are bones just kind of like stuck in there. They don't look like human bones. They look like like little animal bones, like so, like. There was animal bones in the previous enclosure, so possibly he he was in there, got the bones, ran in, and just locked the door. 
You know what I mean? Like the, the locking mechanism is stuffed full of them. So does, can can the child see the dead bodies? Uh, his back is to them, uh, and he is sobbing, but and his ha his hands are covering his ears. But after like a moment, he realizes not only is the is the um the the scuffling and the snarling and even the sounds of combat over, and it's just almost silence. He, he does kind of turn around a little bit, steadfastly, like, looking at the ceiling, like, nowhere close to the bodies. Speaking of, all of you are stepping in dead people right yeah, now. That's fine. That's fine. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Caritas kneels in the dead bodies and puts his hands up. <laughs> puts his hands up, not touching the child, but offering his hands. And it's like, hey, it's over now. Again, the door is closed. The door's still closed. But he will... He will around turning around unlock the okay, so that was kind of a pointless interjection, my bad. But he will like pull the bones out and there's like a as the bones fall to the floor. Like a bit of a clatter, but that's not really clatter, you know what I mean? I'm bad at um folly work. He does like kind of open the door a little bit and it gets caught a little bit. And he he starts crying a little bit as he opens the door all the way and <laughs> Hey, is your dad tall and have brown hair and have the last name John? That's a weird way to describe someone, but yeah. Okay, we know we, we know where your dad is. Yeah, we know where your dad is. We can take you to your dad. <laughs> he puts his head in his hands and he's sobbing again. Would you like a hug? He doesn't say anything. He's just he's just bawling. Uh -huh. I care very very slowly. Put my arms around the child. He d he doesn't resist. He kind of like leans into your shoulder, but like his hands are still covering his face. He's not like hugging you back. He's just like, <gasps> dude, the kid's gonna like hyperventilate and pass out. I can't understand Rusty. a single word that is being said. <laughs> Rusty broke the lock. Let's not think about that anymore. It's all over. Let's go this way, away from here, and let's get you to your dad. Your dad can't wait to see you. Caritas is trying to lead the child out of the room and stuff. To reassuring that we'll get them to his dad and that he doesn't have to see it anymore. He takes one step out and just he slips and falls. <laughs> As he slips and falls, Aliara rushes over and scoops uh, and scoops him up in her arms. Is like, Shh, hey, hey, it's okay. We, it's over, it's over. We'll get you to your dad. It's okay. And if it's not, it will be. It's okay. We'll get you to your dad. It's okay. It's okay. Just like rubbing his hair and like holding her him in his her arms and again he doesn't resist at all. And after falling, he's like tightly clinging to her. And yeah, do you guys take him back to his dad? Yeah, <laughs> we kidnap the child. No, he's mine now. So now we're more into narrative space. You guys go back to the entrance and upon exiting the door, which you know maybe. You guys, as as players, as characters, have excellent internal compasses to the point where you know that opening this door will take you right outside to the shed. Uh, so you guys go outside the door and down past the hyenas who are still yapping, past the barrel that has the, the unconscious snake, and past the concession stands and to the entrance. And as soon as you round the corner of the concession, concession stands, you hear... <gasps> J giraffe? Giraffe? 
such a weird name. I didn't make it. Die. <laughs> Giraffe, um, and the child who has, who just started to stop crying, just looks up at, at his father, and his father breaks into a run, and he just scoops Aliar, uh, scoops, yeah, he scoops Aliar up. No, he scoops Giraffe out of Aliar's arms, and just holds him tight, and Giraffe buries his head in the crook of his neck, and um, and is bawling even almost as worse, if not more so, than as he was in the actual room. And Nils looks ecstatic. He looks at you with eyes full of. He's so he can't even. I can't even express how happy he is. He's also crying even more so than he was when he was holding back tears in the reptile room, and he's just. Without a word, he unhooks a, a, a pouch from his belt and presses it into Aliara's hands and says, Listen, I know that I can't... I know that you're being paid for this. I know this probably feels weird, but please accept this at least as a donation to your precinct. Thank you for saving my son. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and he walks off. As he does so, you notice other agents of the Edgewatch. Unnamed NPCs. Not Grosbeck, not Olo. No, sorry, sorry. It is Olo, not Grosbeck, as who, remember, is Lieutenant Levoisis, the one, the angry man with the mustache, the one who's not hot. Olo is the one that is hot. Um, I hate the descriptions, the, you guys' descriptions for them, but, you know, that's the ones you remember, so. Aww. It is, it's the. So it's not hot. No, man. it is, hold on. Listen. <laughs> Hot man! Black bald dwarven man with the, um, with the scar down his forehead, um, uh, that goes ne- near his left eye, the eye of Aridin, which is the whole, uh, which is the holy symbol of Aridin, and is the, s- sort of like the sigil of Absalom, uh, on his neck, and just a, a lot curlier of a beard than the stereotypical dwarf. Hot man! It's, like, not, like, the straight golden, it's, like, the, it's, like, curly black. Um, all that junk. He comes in, has a couple agents with him, and I'm not going to roleplay the conversation. But essentially, the menagerie is closed for good. Given not not only were patrons injured, seven people were killed in that room. Most of, only about two of them are fit enough to receive a proper burial. This is inexcusable. Or at the very least, even if it's not inexcusable. Someone has to be held accountable, and I don't mean that in a well. We don't have a we don't have someone dependent on so blaming on you. It's these are your animals, and they killed people. Remy gets to walk free, as does a, after a fierce legal battle. Rusty, the rust monster, his basically to him his child. The rest of the uh, of the zookeepers get to walk free. Uh, Archibald Knight and and Mariner from while still missing have a warrant out for their arrest for at least uh, uh, to be charged with the death of the seven people, the endangerment of uh, of everyone within the Radiant Festival, the petrification of Big Tooth's victim, emotional damages, etc. You get the drift. Mm-hmm. The animals are... All of them are released... Or sent to good homes in like the case of like the ones that could be pets, except for Ancraft, who you learn was named that bastard. 
for yeah, the the zoo uh, the zookeepers didn't have a name for him because he was simply that bastard. He was a new acquisition, from what you learned, and he was not named yet. He was also a bit of a bastard. So <laughs> because of the fa- because of the fact that he's an extremely exotic animal, like Big Tooth or Hoots, combined with the fact that he is the person, the animal that killed seven people and Neo killed all of you, does not get to go free. And I'm not going to describe it, but because uh, it's not cruel, but he is put down. The reason Rusty was a fierce one was because Rusty was the one that melted all the bars. Upon examination, it was determined again that almost every single animal in there was under some mind-altering something, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they don't know what it was. They believe it was a sort of a poison, but that's all they know. That's the only reason that Rusty gets to go for me. Hoots in a strange turn of events, ends up... You know the green grocer that you guys were in? Were in yeah. And that Hoots was trashing? Ends up work, uh, ends up living there. Uh, it's a strange relationship, but, you know, now that they're not poisoned and not rampaging through the thing and, you know, kept well-fed, uh, Emmeline Greengold finds that she actually kind of likes him. Additionally, with him around, who's gonna... Who else is gonna trash her shop? Additionally, Hoots is pretty old by our best standards and will probably perish in a few years. Uh-huh. Uh, Big Tooth a- ends up actually, um, again, for the exotic animals, they have to find something besides releasing them into the wild. And for most of the domestic ones, they have to do the same thing. Big Tooth ends up going to live with the smithy that Rusty ate most of the stuff from, with Parva Ma'ak. I see, I see. Of course, this all ha- plays out over the course of time, not necessarily, like, before next session, you know what I mean? But, like... This is how it will play out. This is the conclusion to these creatures' stories. There are some creatures I am interested yes, in. Yes, we'll get to that. Um, if you guys would like to... Uh, speaking of being interested in creatures, for uh, reasons, everyone levels up to level two. Hey. Um, we'll go into that un- in downtime. Uh, additionally, you guys will have some downtime to spend. We'll go into that at the beginning of the next episode. In Graspic, in a rare... Sorry, Levoisis. In a rare show of... Not concern, not pride, but barely even respect, but gratitude. Commends you. You don't get a award, award or anything. You get if you ask, if Pressy says what you what you took care of a few what runaway pets and now you want a reward. Whatever. No, I want a shower. You you're able to get a shower. Don't worry about it. It's not like this all happens at once. Okay. But you guys do receive each, including Aliara, four hundred and thirty-seven silver and five copper. That translates to 43 gold, 7 silver, and 5 copper. But both the voices and myself thought it would be more impressive to give as silver, so you get big ol' sacks. And this, my friends, is where we will leave tonight's episode. We'll be back in two weeks. At least, we'll upload again in two weeks. And check out our Patreon, check out our Ko-Fi, spread the word. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.
Thank you for listening to the Phantasmal Treasure Podcast, a bi-weekly actual play of the Agents of Edgewatch Adventure Path. Leave a review on your podcasting platform of choice, send us emails at phantasmaltreasure at gmail.com, or reach out to us via Facebook. I will see you again in two weeks. Oh, welcome to the actual play Fantastic Treasure Podcast, the only actual play podcast where I have a whip and fight the players. <laughs> <laughs> I beat them to death with my whip. <laughs>